And this one is on unequal cell sizes. Oh, yeah, we got time. You can give me this. We can literally do this in 15 minutes. You know what I'm going to say? Don't do this. Okay. Most designs assume equal, uh, sorry, yeah, assume equal ends, don't they? I keep telling you this. I keep saying, oh yeah, uh, n equals 5, n equals 6, whatever, most of these order type questions. Just have equal ends. Except for the simplest ones like one way analysis of variance, where we're looking at uh, degrees of freedom, we say k minus 1 and big n minus k. You could say k times little n minus 1, there's nothing wrong with that, but we even just say big n minus k. You know, even there it's better to just have equal ends. Let's say you don't have, any, you don't have equal ends. So you have unequal ends. What do you do then? Hmm. What do you think you could do? Well, you know what I do? I collect more freaking data. Yeah. yeah, don't do this. I just don't collect more data. I'm always telling my thesis students that. Just guess two more people. Is it going to kill you? Guess two more people, please. Or randomly drop two from each group. I'd rather it was just all equal, please. Not always possible. I can say, by the way, that if you have a big N, like if it's like 20, let's say, for each group, and one has 19, this isn't a big deal. This would make it vastly different if it's a problem. So what to do? Well, you, you know, you could, what about estimating missing values? What if you had like 20 people here, and then you got all kinds of, really, you got a three by three, so you got eight groups that have 20 people, and one group only has eight people. Well, what about estimating the missing values? That's something one could do. And in fact, there's literally nothing wrong with doing this. In fact, in SPSS, there's a function of missing values that says, do you want to estimate? The question is, how do you estimate? So do you use the mean? Do you use the median? In fact, it's probably better, because if you just use the mean, you're going to have less variance, right? Because it's going to be the same value for those extra numbers. So you should use like a random number generator, plus or minus, like the mean plus or minus some random number. That's not the easiest thing to do, but one can't do it. Now, here's another question. Let's say you say, you say, okay, I know what I'll do. I'll take a look at what the A effect is and the B effect before I do my estimation. And then I'll just add that up together. Do I include an interaction effect? Well, the problem here is that What's the interaction effect? It's the difference of the cell means from what you would expect if there was no interaction. In other words, from just an A effect and B effect, it was a two-point design. But then you can't actually really calculate that without those numbers already there. It makes it very difficult to include interactions. One can, but it makes it difficult. No matter what, by the way, it's not like you get extra degrees of freedom by throwing in new numbers. Okay, so if you say I'm going to suddenly make this group have 20 people when it had five, because all the other groups had 20, you don't get 14 more degrees of freedom for doing that. 
You just don't. You've got to remember that. If you do this, now again, if SPSS is, is going to be, or, or SAS, or any good statistical program, is estimating your data for you, your values, it'll know that you don't get those degrees premium. But then you're going to, it's going to print out, and you're going to say, oh, what if the point shouldn't degrees premium higher? Just keep in mind, you don't get degrees of, you didn't, the numbers had no freedom. You put them in there, then. So, <clears throat> By putting in this estimated number, yep. do we, like, we lose another degree? Uh, no. No. You, you just don't. don't you don't. Yeah, you don't get that degree for you. Okay. Right. Think about this. If I told normally, if I said you had uh, five numbers, how many degrees of freedom you have? You'd say four. If I said you have twenty numbers, how many degrees of freedom you have? You get nineteen. Right. If you have five and you put in fifteen, you still have four degrees of freedom. But so if you um, fix this number. So you don't all of a sudden lose two degrees of freedom? No, no. That's right. You don't lose them. I shouldn't have said lost them. I should have said you don't get the extra degrees of freedom. Okay. Yeah. I saw someone try to explain that. No, in, in a paper I was reviewing. We needed more, more data, so we estimated these, and then the degrees of freedom went up, and I just about blew up. Yeah, you know, what's wrong with you people? You can't just make up data. Made up data aren't, it's the opposite of degrees of freedom. That's degrees of made up in this. <laughs> they are fixed, you made them up. Now, there are other ways. Um, there are other ways to do it without having to estimate values. In fact, this is much more sensible way to do it. Most of our analyses, in fact, the things I've shown you, when I said, oh, don't worry about calculating this, but this is how you calculate sums of squares. That's called a type 1 sum of squares. And in fact, that they're what's used if all the ends are equal. Okay? That's what type, if all type 1 sums of squares, they're used when all the ends are equal. When they're unequal, they actually don't estimate what they're supposed to. You're violating the assumption that the ends are equal. So instead of estimating, let's say, sigma squared sub epsilon times n, they're sigma squared sub epsilon times n plus you know, some constant k. We don't know what the value of k is, the problem. And there's nothing there. Um, one thing you can do now, I'm not going to show you how to do these because they're all matrix algebra. And I don't want to explode. Matrix algebra makes my head explode. If I, if I wanted to draw Charlie Sheen, that's that's what happens in matrix algebra. No, no, I'm not going to make Believe me, I, I'll show you some more quizzes between matrix algebra and my first year PhD stats. I was not winning at all. I was done with losing. I was on bunny blood. Is that the tiger you see what I did there? Right, the bunnies are, uh, you know, winged deer. Okay, type two sums of squares. Uh, type two sums of squares, uh, they're great when there's a missing value, actually. They, they're, they were built for missing values. That's good. Um, but if there's an interaction, they don't work either. So they have an upside, and then they have a downside. We'll actually come back and talk about type two sums of squares when we talk about multiple regression. Because that's where they have their big use. In ANOVA, they're useful for doing
between missing values, but they're bad because of interaction. So just like the other ones say, unequal ends, they kind of fall apart. These are great for unequal ends, but in interaction now, they fall apart. So you don't use these very often in analysis periods. Type three sums of squares. The thing is, these are useful when there's an interaction, because you don't know if there's an interaction or not, if you knew, you wouldn't be doing any experiment. <coughs> so type threes are safe. In fact, when SPSS calculates stuff for you, I saw a lot of you did that in your last assignment, you used SPSS, it uses type three sums of squares. Oh, you can tell it to use twos, ones. But its default is to use type threes. So we've all learned everything I've taught you is about type one sums of squares because, frankly, intuitively, it makes a lot more sense. Um, all software defaults to using type threes. And you say, but Dave, then the numbers are coming along. Actually, um, if ends are equal. Type ones are the same as type twos, are the same as type threes. So the calculations end up the same. So it doesn't matter. So typically we're using that three actually. Even though you don't know it, like I said, it's all matrix algorithm and I'm not doing it. It's the closest thing I have to a repressed memory. I mean, I want to repress it, is what I'm saying. I honestly thought my career was over in PhD when I was 24 years old. I'm still trying to figure out how I got the E minus in the course and it all adds up to the C. I asked, I asked the prop, I asked the said, you have something that I passed this one? Well, if you want to put on I can give you a C plus. He does tell you. I said, no, 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 well, if you think you might just um, why? <laughs> I just seem to know you're doing. <laughs> Graduate school's great sometimes. You seem to know you're doing, I mean, just because you can't do matrix algebra, you understand the basics of the ideas behind it, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, fine, you get minus. Okay. You know, the only one last year that I got that question about the planets that I still impresses me. Oh, then there's type 4 sums of squares. Hey, these are cool. They work with empty cells. Not just missing some data, it's like you got a whole bunch of, there's nothing there. Like, if you had an experiment like this, Look at this. Ha-ha! They're magic! Are you laughing because this is, this is insane? They can work with empty cells? Or are you just laughing at something like this? Yeah, yeah? what? <laughs> You're not that excited about type 4 stuff to squares. Is there type 5? No. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. <laughs> Okay, there's a problem here. Don't come up with an answer. The problem is with type 4 sums of squares, uh, there's not a unique solution. So that, the mean here, because you have no values, could be anything. And every time you calculate them, they come out different. Based on the worry with the numbers. <laughs> this is crazy. So look at this, empty cells. Hey, this is good. So what goes here? What do you think? It goes just like the standard A1, B1, A2, B2, yada, yada. What should go there? 
because it looks like that you know, it's symmetrical. Sure. How about 730? Why not? Yeah, because it, it, it violates your sense of beauty, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's not really a good, good reason. Three digits. Okay, how about, how about three? How about seven? Yeah. How about nine? How about negative four? You see, the problem is, that's type four subscores actually get you a mathematical solution, but we don't know what it would be. When I was in graduate school, I got a phone call from some people who I won't name because uh, they're all not idiots. Um, and they said, I'm only the one recording it, so they stopped recording it. They said, Oh, we got your name from the site department. We hear that you know a lot about statistics and, and, and software. I said, Yeah, sure. Um, could you come and have an appointment with us? Said, yeah, I said, I work for $50 an hour because that's a skill. Yes, okay. I said, Minimum 200 to 55 minutes, I get 20 bucks. Okay, so I go talk to this guy, and he shows me this design. And I said, okay, so where's the rest of your data? He said, well, we didn't collect data there. I said, but why? And then I drew basically this. I said, what should the mean be? He said, I don't know. I said, neither do I. $200, please. <laughs> well, I said, so you can't do experiment. This isn't an experiment. What you did is waste the taxpayer's money. Oh, well, everybody gets money from the government from the answer. Yeah, and theirs actually was probably a medical research I would guess. 